Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to continue on our conversation about elements and how they connect with humans. And uh, today, I would like to talk about the fire element. So how would you describe a person whose dominating energy is fire? Sure. Um, Somebody with the fire energies are what you would expect them to be. Um, They are very passionate. They are very um, uh, active. They are very communicative as a general rule. I mean, there is exception to every rule. Uh, But they're, you know, they're busy. They like being busy. They like being um, out there. You know, they're typically not your shrinking violets. So they're, they, you know, they're generally comfortable with the spotlight. Um, They, you know, are okay um, going outside of their comfort zone. Um, So you would, you can say that fire people are very they are emotional but not like water emotional so whereas water folks are prone to either melancholy or just very deep like feeling of understanding or knowing the other and like emotions that stem from that fire people are very inspired so it's emotions that have to deal with you know being up for anything being uh enthusiastic um being you know fired up about things also very very easily so um on on the shadow um from the shadow perspective fire people are the ones that are prone to you know flare-ups um so they can get angry they can get feisty or they can get combative um they can get overly passionate and defensive sometimes because of, of, of how their energy flows right so they're very easy to inflame so to say right so you know they can just hear something or come across a circumstance and their whole energy shifts in a minute. So like they ignite over, you know, over like a couple of seconds, their whole energy can change just like fire, right? Um, They tend to be quite self-confident, right? Again, uh, connecting, uh, representing the fire energy means that you also represent um, everything that's good about the fire energy, which is hey, your connection to the sun, right? Which means that they tend to be the people with a fairly active solar plexus, which is the home base for your um, inner sun, which means that they tend to be self-confident. They tend to have a very strong self of self-identity. Like this is me and this is what I stand for and this is my way and I like things my way and this is what I'm all about, right? Um, They tend to uh, be confident in terms of how they speak, how they express themselves, right? Um, they cannot really keep it contained too much. Like fire, uh, folks are not about, you know, putting a lid on something and, and containing, um, you know, their temper or, uh, their wishes. They're kind of out there, you know, their, their energy is very outward. Um, so it, it can be likened to that, to the energy of, um, the arrow, that is moving through time and space, right? So they're very forward thinking as well. So a lot of your fire types are going to be very future oriented, right? So they like, um, not necessarily meticulously planning, but they like looking into the future and making bold plans or goals, right? They also thrive on innovation. So a lot of your innovators, a lot of the people who are not okay with the status quo, a lot of your revolutionaries, um, a lot of your troublemakers too, though, are going to be fire signs, right? So these are not, 
you know, like these are the people that uh, may also uh, complain, actually, but not from the standpoint of like victim, but from the standpoint of like fighter. You know, they would complain. They're like, I want to change the system. Like the system doesn't work for me. Like what the hell? And, you know, they can be pretty vocal also about stuff. So um, I think that that is a, a, like a good way to describe them. But also fire people, the way their energy works, right? Um, they're prone to, um, I think like a good analogy for that would be a wild cat. So if, you, if you've watched how wild cats behave and i talk like big cats like lions or uh, cheetahs or you know panthers like those kinds of cats they generally have periods where they accumulate energy right uh and they you know i don't know they might be sleeping and they might just be hanging out under a tree in the savanna and they're minding their own business but they're not necessarily very active and then when they need to hunt a gazelle or what have you there would be a period of a lot of activity, but that period is quite short. During that period, though, you know, the lion might chase the gazelle, right? And so they exude and they exert a lot of effort and they uh, produce a lot of, um, you know, they can be quite effective in a short period of time in that like 30 minute hunting spree that they do, right? Um, and then very often they come back with a prey or like they bring back um, something to show for for that period of activity. So fire uh, people are, are very similar, right? So what you would have, so like these, um, because fire energy is actually, it's the energy type that consumes a lot of, not to sound repetitive, but energy. <laughs> so you need to actually have a downtime to be able to accumulate. It's kind of like a battery that needs to be recharged. So that's the one thing about fire signs. They're not really meant to be, um, always in go mode because they actually exude and exert almost too much energy during their active time. So for them, it's actually really, really important to watch how they use energy and how they're able to replenish that energy. So it's very important for them to understand what are the things that fill their cup? You know, what are the things that are really good activities potentially that replenish their energy? Uh, these are the types that need to get enough sleep. These are the types that need to have some downtime, you know, uh, almost like pencil in some lazy time to be able to replenish that energy. Otherwise, if it's go, go, go all the time, um, they get depleted very easily. Now, your fire energies, when they are in active mode, they tend to use up up to two times more energy than other other people. Right. That's why they also get depleted easier, if that makes sense. Right. So for fire types. The things that I would watch out for is a temper, right? That's the shadow, meaning they get, you know, from zero to a hundred angry about things, right? Um, they also, because of, because of their temper, they're not always great at relationships. So a relationship is a weaker side for fire, fire signs, because sometimes they just like lose their cool and say something in the heat of the moment that they cannot take back. Also, there's a little bit of a pride issue with, with fire types, uh, because they're able to go on these hunting sprees in a way that is very effective, sometimes they tend to perceive themselves as being stronger and better than the other types. And, and, and that is a big, big, big pitfall for, for fire, uh, fire types in general. Um, they also tend to be a little bit black and white when they're judging things. So they tend to be the judging type. So um, what I mean by that is, it's like my way or the highway or like this person is wrong or this person is right. So they're very prone to judgmental thinking and judgmental communications. So they, they like to put labels on things. So potentially this is not your most tolerant aspect. And then, of course, I mentioned the burnout, but that is more like the internal problem they have to deal with in order to be able to maintain their energy and remain effective to not have to go into hiatus all the time and, you know, experiences like long periods of like lack of energy. Um, also for um, fire elements, it's actually really important that they have people around them that's a support structure for them, right? So for them, because they actually get depleted fairly easily, they need to make sure that they have people around them that are nurturing their energies, right? That they can have a very positive energetic exchange with. Because for fire, if, if, if a fire type spends a lot of their day-to-day -day 
in 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 fight mode with people that surround them whether that's in family like like within the family setting or at work they get so depleted that they wouldn't be even be able to um replenish that energy as quickly as it needs to be replenished if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah makes sense fire people also the ones that shouldn't be skipping vacation um they they shouldn't you know in in general like i think that the one part because because they're very so fire people are also very achievement oriented. So they they just like like winning. They like success. A lot of them like the good things in life, like luxury. The, but but the the problem with that is that sometimes they like they push themselves very very hard. And again, that causes them to feel broken inside sometimes, of feeling like they carry the the world like the world's pain or the world's. Um, pressure on, on their shoulders they also actually have a lot of issues with self-criticism and crit- well criticism in general like i mentioned the judgmental part but the the problem is everything is a mirror right um in in this universe so like if you're criticizing other people first and foremost you tend to criticize yourself so this these are the people that are very very prone to negative self-talk negative internal dialogue in general their thought space is very busy and it's not always busy with things that are conducive to the fire type success very often they're like it's like a busy their heads are just busy with like negative stuff right so it's very important for the fire signs to have a detox of thoughts and actually take time to do a particular kind of meditation which is really just stopping the internal dialogue even for two minutes a day is going to do really really like a lot for their health and overall well-being Hmm. So interesting. Um, I have a lot of questions. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I, th- I expected nothing less uh, of you. <laughs> is is there a difference how this energy is working for men and women? Um, is there a difference? I wouldn't say. I would say that the archetype and that the way the energy moves and the way you use up and gain energy is very similar across both genders. I wouldn't say that it is that different. Hmm. Okay. And uh, like as a person who could just listen to this episode and like, oh, okay, I have this, this, this shadow, right? I, I have mm-hmm. a bunch. <laughs> yeah. I myself have some things that you mentioned. Uh-huh. And uh, how come you kind of accumulated all these shadows? So <laughs> that's a, such a sweet question, but thank you. Um, the process of learning in, in any dimension, including this third dimension, always starts from the process of accumulating a shadow. That is just how it is. So in order for you to learn love, you're going to have to learn all the ways that love is absent, right? So in, in essence, essentially to be able, I'm just giving you an example, like love is just a, like a random example in this case, right? But in order for you to understand love, you're going to have to understand the domain that is the absence of love which includes things like indifference, right? Indifference is the opposite of love in some cases. Includes things like hate, right? Or judging someone or uh, being jealous of someone. Like that is all like the facets that are not love, right? So like you would have to learn each of these shadows. Then you're going to have to learn what betrayal feels like to understand love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you're going to have to learn all these like million ways that the absence of love frequency can play in your life in the meantime accumulating shadow so that eventually you can integrate all of those learnings bring them together and come into the light having fully comprehended the concept (laughs) so how come you accumulate all the shadow The, the reason that you do so is because you are on a journey of integrating this archetype or this energy should I say So everybody on the journey of understanding fire energies and embodying fire energies, any other energies for that matter, first would accumulate the shadow. So you cannot get the benefit without going through the bad stuff, quote unquote, first. Hmm. Right. That's how. And it only becomes light once it has first been experienced as a shadow and then it has been integrated. So that's the step. First, you accumulate the shadow. Then you integrate it. And step three is coming into light. And all of learning and all of existence always happens through this process. There is no other way to learn. And while you are learning, 
this fire, right? Mm-hmm. Because let, let's say you're in the path of fire. Yeah. You're in parallel also accumulating shadows for other elements. It actually depends on what your higher self is, essentially what, what your higher self has planned. Um, there are many ways that I've seen this transpire. Um, very often, younger souls would pick one element first and would take it to about a 30% completion state, right? You would like learn it up to about 30%, which is considered for like a young young soul. It's like a pretty well-integrated energy. Then you would move to the next. Um, and uh, like say like you've accumulated fire to 30%, then you would move to air and take that to a 30%, right? Um, and so like all of a sudden you have two that are kind of like in a fairly healthy state compared to others. And then from there, you can either choose to work on your fire again or your air, or you can branch out and do all the other elements. But that is just like one example of the path. Generally speaking, um, um, there is no right or wrong path. Like each soul selects for himself, herself, for itself, should I say. What is the experience, the adventure and the path that it is most interested in, in, in walking, right? But very often, um, all of you are going to have some percentage of each of the energies, right? So, um, you know, which means that your higher selves would pick to incarnate in each of these quadrants at least a few times, right? For you to start understanding that energy. Because when something is completely lacking, it's not a very strong position to be right so very often your soul would would try to make up for that and you know give you at least a couple of incarnations in the element that would be for all intents and purposes out of your element so you can start gaining experience but that being said there is always one or two focal points right Mm -hmm. so there is a preference for souls like souls really have this thirst for mastery and um, that's why they like going all the way and so for, for a soul, very often they would prefer to, to get something to 100 as fast as they can. Hmm. And, and then like truly master it and truly fully be complete and per- wholesome and perfect in the, this one aspect and then like get the rest of the aspects to catch on. Is it possible to perfect one of these aspects? Yes, of course. Like perfect fire to 100%. So, okay. Trick question. Um, souls perfect elements to 100% all the time. The question is at what level and to what dimension. So within each dimension, each of these elements, if that element exists in that dimension, there's going to be a way for you to per- perfect it from 0 to 100. So there is a ceiling for 3D of the most that you can practice this elements, And that would be the local extremum, if you will, that would be like the local ceiling. Then mm. you graduate to 5D, it's a whole new ceiling. And then you can perfect it from zero to 100 within those uh, those rules, within within those constraints, if you will. Then you move up to 6D and you start it all over again. What would it mean that you have no shadow left? As far as 3D understanding of that element is concerned, yes. And uh, are there any people that kind of perfected fire on earth absolutely and uh, i wonder what would be an example of this person well it would be the person that would represent all the good the positive aspects of fire and would not represent any of the negative they would have by then transcended all the negative aspects of fire so for instance the positive aspect of fire is being able to ignite something and manifest something right so manifestation is actually fire energy mm. to a large degree or being able to start a new project, uh, put something together out of nowhere, right? Like shine the light, shine the torch, be that first spark. That's all fire energy, true innovation, right? Somebody who is able to tune into the universe and figure out how to do something else better, different than what has been doing right now. That, that is what, what has been done right now, sorry. And, and that would be the positive aspect of fire, for instance, right? It's being passionate without being angry or like without losing your temper because passion is actually a good 
a good quality, right? Yeah. So somebody who's mastered fire would um, display 100% of the positive characteristics of fire and 0% of the shadow. Hmm. It's just really hard to imagine somebody that perfect on this planet, you know? <laughs> well, no, not really, because they might have a perfect fire and then their water is out of whack. And because their water is out of whack, yes, you notice that their fire is perfect, but you don't perceive them as a perfect being. Ah. And that's the one thing. Like, I will tell you that there are beings incarnated right now that have one of the four elements at 100%. There are very, very few beings that have two elements out of the four at 100%. But that is it. That's the best that it gets. Oh, for example, it can be 100% water, 100% fire, yes. and then zero, or like 5%, whatever. Yes. Right? And then you kind of see that this person is messed up. <laughs> well, yes. Not only that, but generally when, when somebody comes and, and their fire is at 100%, they're probably here to learn something else that is not fire, which mm. means that whatever they choose as their occupation or challenge or path, would actually work their other elements so their fire might actually not even come through so front and center oh wow what would be much more noticeable are the things that they're working on right now that they're liking oh yeah, wow yeah, yeah. that's interesting okay and uh, are there i was thinking like maybe fire people um have certain body features or maybe food preferences is there anything like that? Well, um, fire fire element does not have a particular body type. Or rather, should I say, they tend to be average in terms of their body. Like, they're not the tallest, they're not the shortest, they're not the fattest, they're not the skinniest. They're, like, somewhere in between. That's why it's, it, like, if you, if you tried to figure out who's a fire type by just, like, the body type, you'd probably fail because everybody would, like, a lot of people would, like, could come across as a fire. In terms of it, and by the way, they don't all love the same foods. Um, I think the question that you, sh you you wanted to ask was like, what are the foods that are actually good for them? Yeah. You know, what are the foods that we would recommend for them? Right. And the answer is it depends. <laughs> um, and that is, I know that that's not the answer that you like to hear, but um, I'll try to explain. So it depends on whether their fire is balanced or out of balance, right? Um, so if their fire is balanced or well, also um, if they're working on the fire. So like, okay, let, let's just like talk about in general fire energy. So if, if your fire, say you're a fire type and you are exceptionally drained or depleted and burned out, right? That's one type of the fire. What you need is fire inducing foods to help you rebalance your fire so a lot of that is spices your clove your cardamom um your um cinnamon um all of these things adding them to your drink it really helps ignite the fire energy another thing that really heals the fire energy is honey honey with drinks honey you know uh in your tea in your coffee what have you in and of itself like if you feel depleted as a fire uh person or you don't feel high high energy any orange and yellow foods. So your citruses are your best friend if you're like a depleted fire or you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. Um, also hot foods like soups, anything that is warm uh, would be able to, you know, level, level set and bring that energy up for you. Okay, that's one type. Two is um, a fire that is actually out of balance, right? So it is... Like as you're experiencing, um, say, a period where you're over, overly emotional as a fire. And fires have that. Like sometimes they just like feel too emotional. There's like so much brewing inside, like too many thoughts, too many feelings. For that, what you need is a counter, um, counter remedy to the fire, which means is water. So what you want to have is either consume cool water, right? Cold water, not hot tea. We don't want to go hot. We want to go cold. Or fruit stone fruit is really good um to cool you off uh so you know your peaches your nectarines your um apricots your plums pears even are really really good to like cool off that fire and balance that fire inside of you 
Um, there, there are some um, like vegan, like vegan dairy, so like milks that that come from like like oat milk or like almond milk that could also help balance out that fire when it's like burning really really bright. So that that is like a really really good healthy um, food. Um, and then um, there, so like we, we've spoken about the people that are depleted and we've spoken about people that maybe are over, overactive. Um, I'm trying to think if there is, well, the one thing that you don't, don't want to have actually, if you are like experiencing the, this hyperactivity are, are like, you definitely don't want to go the caffeine route. So I would say that the caffeine route for the fire sign is, is only good when you feel depleted or you need that pick me up right so like when you're already feeling like there's all this abundance of emotion the last thing you should be doing is is having coffee uh, which kind of is intuitive like i mean i don't think that i'm telling you anything new per se um i think that those are really good for you in terms of the general rule for fire signs um greens are really good for fire i mean um but they're good for everybody i guess because there is nothing new over there and in general veggies and, and fruits um you can go wrong with the uh vegetables and fruits uh, as far as like the fire energies are concerned they're just like healthy wherever you are in you know in, in your cycle mm -hmm. that's cool and um how would one balance uh fire energy what do you mean um you know how, like, when we had the conversation about water, we were think like, you were giving us, like, a meditation that would balance water element. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you balance your fire element in this case? So it depends on what you mean by balance. That That's the thing. Is it overactive or underactive? Because both are balance. Mm, that's good. So when we had the conversation about water we had the conversation like about how to being overactive balance right yeah yeah but, but um the reason i'm saying is that the reason I, I guess i'm asking you these questions is because with water what tends to happen is i i've looked at the state of humanity and they tend to have water in their bellies and that just like is the fact of life um, so mostly when, when water is present as an element, it kind of takes over with fire it's it's two extremes two polarities that um exist uh -huh. in, in in the way that they don't exist with water so like if you're a fire you know the best bet that you can have like your your best bet is staying balanced in the middle of the spectrum but what fires tend to do they either get themselves into the overactive hyped up mode um that is not sustainable for them and and and, and they suffer when they're in that mode and that is not balance Mm -hmm. Or they get themselves into the whole other side of the spectrum where they're completely depleted and don't know what to do and are struggling because they're like, well, how do I replenish right now? And and that is not balanced. So I think like maybe we look at both of these. Oh, we would have to look at both then. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the, um, the depleted fire, right? So the depleted fire... Um, there's a couple of things like maybe not a practice like let's first just talk through that um if you are the depleted fire you have to surround yourself with fire energies as you know obvious as that sounds right so you want to make sure especially if you have a job right that is demanding in terms of your energy right if um what what do i mean by a job that is demanding for fire energy it's either physically a very very active job or it's a job that requires a lot of communication. Communication really depletes fires. Fires are really good at communication. This is also their number one cause for depletion is uh, relationships. You know, having to communicate something, especially having to communicate with other energy type that might not always get fire or want, you know, all of these like interpersonal things, right? So if you already know that either you have a very active job or you have a job that requires a lot of communications from you, then you already know that there are going to be points in time for you where you feel depleted. So you want to surround yourself with fire elements as much as possible, right? I recommend if, you know, for you to 
have candles around, like literally around your house, around your work, on your working desk. If you, if, if you're if, if you have the luxury of working at a desk, um, for I, I understand that not for every job you'd be able to have a candle burning right next to you, and you know if you're not able to replant because this is what's happening, right? say you're you're sitting in front of a computer and like talking to somebody because everybody's on like video calls these days right if you have a candle burning right next to you as you're depleting that energy that um thanks to the candle the proximity to that fire it's gonna be it's gonna become replenished in you right so like as you're sharing and giving away things are coming back to you so that's what you want to create for yourself this cycle of continuous um nurturing a fire energy right so like one way to do that would be the, through candle if you cannot have it during your actual nine to five or during whatever your work day is um you might want to do that when you come home like before you go to bed just like stare at a candle for 15 to 20 minutes as you're doing other things and just have it right next to you as you're having dinner and that that would help replenish you another thing and maybe even better than a candle is sun make sure you you're best friends with the sun and what I mean by that is um, you want to be in the sun um, outside for at least 10 minutes a day just really communicating with the sun you know being being around um, its vibrations right so the sun really is probably the number one quickest way for you as a fire sign to get uh, replenished and, 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 and to get charged with the energy and again it's because the sun essentially is is fire energy like every star um but um especially um you know the sun because it governs um the solar system uh, from the fire perspective it is that master fire element right so this is your quickest way to not feeling depleted um it's also highly recommended for fire types to have things like fireplaces in in their house or even colored lights indoors right uh because that is reminiscent of fire right so fire signs could just have like you know like kind of like christmas lights but not like during christmas time you know even those little things like colored lights could really help replenish their energies right so these are just some of the things that you want to surround yourself with um another thing that really replenishes fires is color yellow so you know whether wearing color yellow or, you know, some interior aspects of color yellow or gold, the metal, right? So gold interior design objects, gold uh, jewelry, um, gold frames, if you're framing like a, um, um, a painting or something, like all of these little elements are going to really add up for you. Um, yellow foods actually could also... Uh, help replenish your fire right so it could be like yellow peppers or uh, yellow apples um even the rice right uh if it's like yellow rice um it uh, all of these things could help um so i would say that because fire is a very physical type of energy like it's very like 3d is a very 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 good dimension for fires um the most meaningful things you can do for yourself are probably lifestyle changes um, other practices that you could do to replen replenish your fire energy, absolutely. So, um, would you like me to go there? Yes, please. Okay, cool. So, what you want to do is you want to, if you want to replenish your fire energy, right, um, in a meditative state, right, like you want to settle into your body, start with deep breaths, please, 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 make sure to clear away your internal dialogue as much as possible, right? Um, I know we've given this practice, I think, like at least three times at this point, but I'll repeat myself. If you want to quiet down your internal dialogue, what you want to do is you want to use your physical hands to do that. And it's almost like you want to imagine that you use your hands to clear up all the thoughts that are stuck and running in, inside of your head. And the way you would do that is by positioning your, the two palms of your hands right in front of you. You would take your right arm. I know I'm repeating myself, but a lot of you are just hearing this for the first time. So I'm going to just say that, right? You want to take your right arm, put that next to your left ear and do a swiping motion from left ear to right ear 
And as you're doing that, imagine that with, as your hand is doing the swipe, that it's swiping away all the thoughts inside of your head. Kind of like as if you were using like a vacuum cleaner, just like cleaned everything. And then you want to take your left hand, put it to your right ear and do the swiping motion from the right ear to the left ear, sweeping away the rest, the remnants of those thoughts that are stuck in your head, right? All of a sudden, there's clarity and empty space inside of your head because you just did this cleaning. So you want to be in this state and you want to imagine you want to imagine that in front of you um, there is a sphere of energy and that sphere of energy is kind of like a mini sun, right? So it's, it's kind of like the sun in the sky, but this one is a mini version. And you want to place the palms of your hands on this mini sun, right? And as you do that, you're going to start feeling like, like little, almost like electricity spikes in your fingers. Kind of like, um, yeah, like, like baby electricity hits. So the energy of the sun and the energy of the fire is actually electricity. It's like electric, electric type charged energy. So as you're, you know, connecting to this sphere, what you want to feel is like that electricity really coursing through your body, entering through your, obviously the hands, but then going up into your heart space and really, really centering in your heart space. And as it centers in your heart space, it would um, in enable it and allow it to go down, you know, through the rest of your body into your feet. And as that energy enters into your feet um, and right next to your soles, it, it starts accumulating there. And because this is fire energy, if it, when enough becomes accumulated there, um, you're going to, uh, what you're going to start seeing is almost like little baby fires in each of your feet, under each of your feet, right? So it's almost like both of your souls are powered by like this little baby fire energy, like flames, right? So that is, so you, you want to like maintain those like little flames in your feet, right? Then you, you're still holding onto this bowl of energy um, and you're still taking in all of these beautiful fire energy into your body, right? And then the next thing that would get ignited is your belly area. So your belly area is really, really good at accumulated fi accumulating fire energies, right? It is actually the seat of your fire energies inside of your body. It's your solar plexus chakra, yellow, no big surprise there. So you want to have that energy accumulate in your belly area, uh, right next to your belly button. And then you want to see a really, really massive fire ignite there, like ignite within, right? And as you keep, you know, uh, being saturated with this beautiful healing fire energy, because for you it is healing, because that essentially is your energy, right? You want to see another fire lit up in, in the heart space, right? And really cleanse away any of the debris and any of the other stuff that's there. Um, and then... You also want to have another fire being lit up in your third eye, right? So third eye fire is also very, very important. It's your high aspect of your fire energy. It is something that's going to help bring clarity to your thinking. It is something that's going to be able to burn away any thoughts that are not necessary and also open your energetic field up to any communication, intuitive hits and, you know, guidance um, from higher realms. Um, that you could possibly be getting. And the last part of this exercise is to finish off by getting and accumulating the flames in both palms, in your right and your left palm, right? So you would eventually would want to take your hands off of the sphere and just imagine how kind of like, like magic both of your palms now are holding like a little baby flame, right? And... Um, so you want to stay there, right? Fully present to the fire that you are and the fire within, right? And really enabling that fire energy to shift your body, change your body and uh, fill you up, right? So you don't feel depleted anymore. And when you're ready, you can collapse these fires. And by, I don't mean extinguish. Collapsing the fire is kind of like containing the fire, Right. So you want to contain the fire in all of these um, 
points that we have just discussed, right? So it's not a very active fire, but it's there if you need it for any activity that you may choose to do, anytime that you need to go after something that you want, those fires are going to be automatically reignited when you need them. So that's the practice. That's awesome. Okay, that's great. Um, let's look at the second one when you have too much fire. I oh guess, my God, right? yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you have too much fire, um, there are many symptoms of, of, of that, right? Um, your, your first anxiety is too much fire, right? Like if you're anxious, nervous, worried all the time, you just can't handle the fire. You're like, your fire is too active. There's too much of it. Um, um, what you actually need is water, duh, right? So for people that have an overactive fire, um, you want to consider taking long baths. You want to consider... Um, getting a house with a swimming pool so you can be in actual water or living next to the beach or the ocean or the river um, so that you can be next to the body of water. So the one thing that is going to focus you, bring you to balance is the presence of water, right? Uh, but it needs to be a healthy presence. It can be the presence that completely extinguishes all of your fire, right? Because if you're the fire type with your fire completely extinguished, um, it's not good for you because you're not going to be able to get anything done, frankly, right? Because your, your um, engine, the engine of your body is not going to be around or available to you, right? So your, your lifestyle changes could be to drink more water, right? Um, if you drink a lot of hot drinks, change, switch to cold drinks, right? Um, you want to have a lot of juicy fruit to get that water in you as much as possible. And you want to consider baths, um, another thing that's soothing for the fire energy, um, is florals actually. So being around flowers as well as using floral essential oils, um, whether in like the room spray situation, frag any type of fragrance, or even just adding a couple of drops of like florals into your bathtub is really going to even out that fire. So the energy of flowers in general is like a balm to 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 um, <clears throat> anybody with an overactive fire. Okay, um, going into the actual um, meditation. So for the for those folks that have an overactive fire, um, you're really going to have to do a very very quick meditation. But uh, this is something one thing that I notice with um, with with this predicament, right? Um, is it's very hard to long-term balance that energy. So if you're, say you're an anxious person, you would tend to be anxious a lot, like day in and day out, that anxiety is going to be there. So in order to balance your anxiety without using medication, what you want to do is you want to do a quick check-in three minutes in the morning and three minutes before going to bed um, with the water exercise. So what you want to do is you want to close your eyes, you know, in the morning, like first thing in the morning or like, you know, before you actually start your day, um, you want to imagine, you know, picture yourself, um, you know, in your mind's eye entering um, like a, a waterfall area, like standing right under the waterfall. And you want to first allow the water of that waterfall. And ideally you would imagine, you can imagine a regular waterfall, or you can imagine a waterfall that literally comes from the heavens, right? It stretches into the heavens and then just pours down on you in this beautiful stream of like white gold and blue light. Um, you know, you can pick the color as long as we agree that this is a water element. Um, and so first you just want that water to wash over your skin, right? And then, then, um, you know, Ideally, you want to submerge yourself into that water fully. So that's your next step, right? So you want to fully submerge your body into the water. And as you do that, you kind of almost like want to imagine the heat leaving your body. You know, it's it's like the water can be like fizzy around you. You could you could you could look like um it, it, there could be some steam even because fire people are really steamy. <laughs> There's a lot of steam that they need to like let go off, right? So you want to imagine that excessive heat 
exiting your body and just like going, you know, going and like leaving and like, you know, um, minding its own business, like has nothing to do with you. And then the last step of this meditation is you actually, you would want to open your mouth, right? From underneath the water and you want this water element to actually enter your, um, like your inner body, right? Like, uh, get inside and wash away any ex excess heat. Um, there would be two places that excess heat would accumulate in your body. Uh, well, there could be more than two, but you definitely want to check in your heart area, right? A lot of the, um, fire signs have an overactive heart or the overactive solar plexus. So you want to make sure that there is enough water in all of these areas. And in fact, as water is getting into these, um, energy centers, you want to imagine it swirling around into a sphere of like, like a, a ball of water and staying there. And then, uh, you want to do that for the heart center. And then you want to do that for the belly center as well. Right. And then you just want to allow the water to exit through your, um, the toes in your feet. Right. And that, that is kind of like how you wash yourself over with the water element, right? And get rid of excess heat. And again, just to remind you, you want to do that for three minutes in the morning and three minutes before going to bed, right? Anytime you, you know, you're experiencing like anxiety or like in general, you have like an overactive fire element. Like I said earlier, an overactive um, fire element is not something that is very easy to remedy. It would take you time. Generally, there is, you know, if you, though, if you stay on this meditation course for about 21 to 30 days, you would be able to flip your energies and in general, get into a much more healthy, sustainable, uh, emotional and mental state, right? And then you would be able to maintain that almost like Zen feel and feeling for potentially weeks to come. But then if like anxiety comes back or the worry comes back, you can always just um, come come back to, to this exercise. Hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I, I wanted to ask you about long-term solution uh, for excess fire. Um, like kind of you have to do your shadow work. Yes, or... that is your only long-term solution because mm -hmm. you're going to have to look at your triggers. Like what triggers your anxiety? And unfortunately, the answer is really, really different for different people. Mm. And you're going to have to untrigger yourself. Untrigger. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have to do parts work to integrate that part of yourself so that it doesn't trigger you anymore. For the problem with a lot of fires, what triggers them is other people. So they're like, for as long as there are other people in their life, they're going to be triggered. Now, what, what about other people is going to be very different. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, so one thing you need to understand about fire is they're, they're the, the warrior archetype. So they're like the warriors. Um, a warrior energy always attracts um, somebody to fight, like the rival, right? Um, the arch nemesis. <laughs> there has to be the bad. Somebody has got to be the bad guy for the fire to exist. Um, and so um, because of that, right? Um very often you are in either in defensive mode or in attack mode as a fire sign, right? And that would cause you to have anxiety, right? So you have to, you're going to have to see what kind of people trigger you. Is it, and honestly, like there's so many answers here. Like, is it the people that try to limit you? Like tell you that you can't or like try to control you because that, that is something that could like get the fire out, like really fired up very quickly. Or it could be a person that's very lazy and like you really just want them to get going already or like very slow. Like fires get really annoyed about like slow people. They're like, what, what, why are you moving so slow? You know, for some, for some people, like what would get them fired up is stupidity. For others, you know, it could be like it, even your loved ones could trigger you if, if they cause anxiety to you, they, they cause you to flare up, they cause you to flare up in, in, in some way. For instance, like if you're, you know, prone to jealousy, right? Um, or um, I don't know, like maybe for some fires, like worrying and having anxiety is like a love language. Huh. That's like a whole other can of soup. Like they actually think they're being loving and caring towards other beings by being worried about them. 
Huh. So it's like a big, big, big blind spot for them that actually know it's hurting you and it, like the other person that you love or you say you love actually either doesn't care or it's hurting them too that you're worried right now. Hmm. Right. That's interesting. So um, yeah, like the only long-term fix is going straight into your pain, going straight into the issue that's like causing you to feel this way. And very often it is some semblance of the lack of control. Either I cannot control myself or I cannot control others or I cannot control the world. Why are these people acting the way they're acting? So very often that, you know, the answer would be like, okay, like who, who out there and why causes me to feel like I'm not in control? Could also be circumstances. Doesn't always have to be people. Right. Hmm. And, and then you might want to eliminate certain things that cause you uh, to not feel in control. I'll give you a quick example. Um, as I was just like scanning the terrain, so to say, to try and understand this issue better. So I can tell you. One of the things that triggers fires is the news, actually, media landscape. So fires get anxious very often when they they perceive the world to, to be messed up. And they also feel like, if they, especially if they feel like they cannot do anything about it. So for fires that if like, if, if this sounds like you, I actually recommend you to stop watching the news or to stop watching that stuff that causes you to feel that way. Or like that also means sometimes you're going to have to walk away from people that trigger you. That could also be like one way that you can move into long-term healing for yourself is like boundaries, boundaries and, and cutting things off that no longer serve you. That makes sense. That's really cool. Uh, I, I think we'll have uh, an episode about parts work and how to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it's, uh, that would be it for now. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this information with us uh, today. And uh, now I'm going to end the session. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergei.